When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fanbytes, you love to see it. A podcast styled after a delightful neighborhood video store where a pair of wildly charismatic co-hosts and guests rewatch old-ish movies and give them fresh takes, but like in a fun way. Because we're not like every other movie rewatch podcast. We're a cool movie rewatch podcast. Every month we pick a theme. Every week we watch a movie. And then we decide if it swims to the top of our staff picks shelf. If it floats just fine and earns a spot in our middle aisle, or if it really deserves a deep blue dive into our dumpster, where it shall spend its time eaten by ravenous fish and working off a horrible 2000s-era millennial headache. Working the counter today, we have yours truly, Danielle, fishes with boobies, Riendo, and my fellow semi-devoured penis, (laughs) Fernanda, no more talk about Satan, please. Praches, how are you today, Fernanda? Feeling a little like a semi-devoured penis, if I'm being <laughs> honest. I feel like, I'll, who among us? Really? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like this is really the feeling of the times. Yeah. Say. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you there. <laughs> and just in case you don't know, uh, all of these are references to the great movie we saw today. Great? I don't know. But a movie that we saw today. Um, and uh, <laughs> this month, it's all part of a theme here. You'll see. This month, we are once again pushing the boundaries of the timeless art of the pun and taking our cinematic journey into new, unfamiliar, straight-up, terrifying element, water. That's right. As the month of Aquarius advances, we too shall advance in our quest towards deciphering some of the many mysteries of the ocean or lakes. Sometimes we'll be going to lakes <laughs> in a month that shall henceforth be referred to as you love to see it. Get it? See, as in with your eyes. See, as in the thing, the big blue wet thing. You know you got it. <laughs> you are here after all. See, it must mean that you are very smart and very cool. Cool enough, we're sure, to forgive, forgive the fact that by sea and ocean, we really mean any large bodies of water. And by deciphering mysteries, we really mean watching humans be relentlessly chased, chewed, and or chopped up by creatures that tend to be byproducts of these very humans' own ambition, carelessness, and or sheer stupidity. So strap on your floaties, abandon any and all sense of self-preservation, and let us drag you along a journey through the deep waters of our twisted minds this week into 2010's Piranha 3D. It's like this body's been in the water for weeks. I want to know what the hell this thing is doing in my lake. Is that a piranha? This particular piranha vanished two million years ago. I'm thinking about closing the lake. There's us 
and there's 20,000 kids. You do the math. declared an emergency. Don't worry, we got P over here! Piranha hunt in packs. The first bite draws blood. The blood draws the pack. For those of you who have yet to witness this particular tale of fishes and boobies and fishes with boobies, Piranha 3D basically takes the plot of Jaws, and in its intro, one of its main cast members, and says, what if we did this, but also it's a Girls Gone Wild video? That's kind of what it does. It's ostensibly a horror parody about ancient ravenous fish sweeping upon an Arizona lake resort town during the most horrific Malibu rum headache spring break you can possibly imagine from 2010, featuring lots, and I mean lots, of boobies, really horrific CGI, and a cast of genuinely talented character actors in thankless roles. It sure is a movie. So let's go into our setting the scene section. This is where we introduce the movie, of course, at hand as we did, and talk about our history with the cinematic masterpiece or crapster piece in question. Fernanda, this was your pick, and yeah. I I forgive you, but also I, <laughs> I love you dearly as a colleague and respect you very much and respect your opinion. Uh, tell me a little bit about why you chose this during <laughs> You Love to See It month. I feel like our listeners might have picked up on some feelings <laughs> some you may feelings, have on, on, this week's, <laughs> on this week's pick, uh, but we'll get into it. <laughs> yes, it was my pick, and I had seen uh, Piranha 3D. First of all, I'm curious, is the piranha like a known animal in the U.S.? Like, is it a yeah. thing you yeah. guys are familiar with? Okay, because in Brazil, like, it's... I remember just being scared of piranhas. We called them piranhas sure. growing up. Sure. Because, like, I knew they lived in, like, rivers and lakes and whatever, and that they could devour you. Like, it's a scary creature. And piranha, interestingly enough, here's a little bit of trivia for our um, listeners who don't speak Portuguese, is also a slang word for a lady who is uh, easy. Uh, or a slut and i can't say those words because uh i am a whore and a slut and it was you've you've reclaimed them so i've reclaimed it yeah i've reclaimed it i wear it proudly and it was actually a funny thing that happened in the in our household here because in spanish it does not carry the same connotation and one day like i jokingly jokingly like bit my husband and he called me piranha not knowing the actual oh no Yeah, (laughs) I looked at him like appalled and he looked at me like not under because I didn't know in Spanish it was different right and I was like do you not know what this means and it's like no it's a fish okay but that's a subject um yeah for that's a really good story though actually I I like that you told it (laughs) 
Thank you. I figured I'd share it. Yeah. Uh, the challenges of a, a bilingual relationship in which yeah. <laughs> a Spanish speaker and a Portuguese speaker actually only communicate in English. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so the, uh, that's a little background on my Brazilian relationship with the animal piranha. Uh, and then the movie, I saw it actually twice. Once in the movies in actual 3D. And I mentioned this because I feel like it might have really like set set me up for a different experience than the <laughs> one you had. First of all, because I watched it back then and I was very much going through like a particular phase of my life. Uh, first of all, I was watching it with an ex who uh, fucking sucked and uh. he hated it. So I feel like I was compelled to enjoy it. Uh, and also, he was very Mr. Highbrow about the whole experience. <laughs> so I feel like I begrudgingly uh, had to enjoy it. No, but I also, the 3D was really cool. And watching it in non-3D, I, I'm guessing you have a sense of the scenes like that actually had the, the 3D aspect because they were built for that and they don't make as much sense without it. And also yeah. I was going through a very, like, my very strong jackass phase, like, very, like, I'm not a regular girl, I'm a cool girl, like, I, I... love gore and tits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, totally, totally. In fairness, I still do, but yeah. <laughs> I guess in a more refined way. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. So that was my first experience watching it, and I watched it again not that long after when it came out on DVD because I was reviewing it for a website. And I really, really, really loved it back then. And then I rewatched it for the show yesterday. And I will say I didn't love it as much as mm -hmm. the first uh, couple of times. But also, I, I still enjoyed it. Sure. And I know you felt a little differently about it, <laughs> which uh, makes me both apologetic to you personally, but also <laughs> excited for today's episode. <laughs> yeah well uh, I'll, I'll say this I had never seen it before uh, somehow which is honestly a little weird because I'm gonna tell you right now also a tremendous fan of boobies and gore <laughs> I love boobies I think everyone knows this they're fantastic I love them they're great like they're just a great thing that exists in this world like fan-fucking-tastic big fan Love gore. Love horror movies. I love horror comedy, if it's, if it's funny. I, I love all these things. So, like, I went in. I, I, I want to tell you, I was excited to watch it. I was ready for it. I was ready to laugh. Fernanda? <laughs> you did not. I, am, I, I will just say I am a little surprised. I can't walk this path with you. I can't walk I this am path. A little... I'm so I sorry. I tried. I I, I get it, but I, I thought, honestly, if anybody was going to enjoy it, it would yeah. be you. Yeah. Because so you know like, how much I love boobies yeah. and gore. Like, it, yeah. it should be my thing. It really it, it should, should be. be. It should be I my think. thing. I, I, like, I tried so hard. I do think, I will say mm -hmm. this, I think there are ingredients here. There are mm -hmm. ingredients for a delicious piranha stew. Uh, in this movie. <laughs> I just don't think any of them came together, sadly. For me, at least. And, like, again, I can also say I wasn't necessarily in the best place to be watching this movie at the time. I had a rough night on my ambulance the night before. I won't go mm -hmm. into it because that would be really sad. But, like, 
it was a bit of a rough night. So I was watching it kind of hoping it would bring me back up, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I really hated it. I'm so sorry, but I, I really hated this movie uh, a lot. And I respect you. And I respect your opinion. <laughs> and like, I think we're actually going to have so much fun talking about it yeah. because I hated it, but not in a way that like made me angry or upset. It was more like, no, I just hate this. Like, uh, <laughs> you ever good. watch Star Trek, the next generation movie, the very first one, Star Trek Generations. I'm just going to pull out a not. scene. All right. Well, Data, the android is a whole thing. He gets an emotion chip. And like he takes a drink for the first time with his okay. emotion chip now that he can feel feelings and he drinks it and he's like, oh, it's disgusting. And uh, guy in the bartender is like, you want more? He's like, yes, please. It's kind of like that. It's kind of <laughs> okay. like that where I'm That's so good. excited to talk about it. You know, like, I, li- I like that. I like hatred, active hatred, because passive yeah. hatred like kills the conversation. You're just yes. so annoyed by the whole thing. You don't even like want to have a conversation. I feel right. like this kind of just enthusiastic um, dislike for a yes. thing is actually good. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to have fun diving in. I personally think it's going to be a very fun time for us to talk about this movie. And we're coming from different places. But like, yeah. you know, it's like a scuba diver coming from the north, a scuba diver coming from the south. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna have our predator handshake moment underwater. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like we'll have it. <laughs> I agree. And honestly, uh, for our listeners at home, I have literally nothing to do with the movie, nor am I getting paid to defend it. So I will not, <laughs> I will not take things personally. Uh, I had absolutely no part in the making of Piranha 3D. So I am okay with it being disliked uh, with a passion. As long as it's passionate, Danielle. I feel like we can. Very passionate. Like, <laughs> Very like passionate. Everything we can do with a passion on this show is is worth exploring. Yeah. So I'm ready for this. Oh, I agree completely. All right, dear friends. We're, we're about to get ready for our stripping it down section. So a brief warning before we don our adventure fins and swim in the ancient cavern below the modern lake. We're about to enter the part of the episode where we discuss the details of the film, including specific aspects of the plot and the characters, otherwise known as spoilers. So beware, unenlightened listeners, as we are about to enter our stripping it down section. First, we have an ad, and then we're going to come back. There's going to be spoilers. So get ready for a quick ad that we're coming back to stripping it down. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fernanda, we both have some must-discuss items here. And I have yeah. to say, I took more extensive notes than usual on this you one. I, I really, you I really did. had I a like, moment. <laughs> I feel like we need to, like, I'm going to start picking movies I know you will dislike to see if you get this side. Like, Dark Danielle. I like it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Dark Danielle 
lives and has a lot of opinions and like, I, but I'm having so much fun. Honestly, I'm having so much fun with this. So I, one of the first things that I want to discuss yeah. uh, is the fact that there are so many genuinely great actors in this movie. Mm. We have Richard fucking Dreyfus in the intro. And like the intro is like very much like a cute throwback to Jaws. And, and like, yeah. you know, he's a fisherman. He's dressed the same exact way he was in Jaws, et cetera, et cetera. We have Christopher Lloyd. We have Elizabeth Shue. We have um, Adam Scott. We have Ving Rhames. We have Dina Meyer, who, by the way, just going to put this out there. I have a theory, a new theory. Are you ready for a Danielle theory? I've got one yes. uh, for this. Yes. Uh, this Always. is going to be along the lines of the Banjo-Kazooie Mario 64 thing, Oh, amazing. All right. My theory is that if you're going to make satire, you have to actually make a competent movie in the genre you're satiring. Because that way, I mean, people are n- going to not get it no matter what. That's just how the world is. We live with people who don't understand satire, and it's sad and it's bad. But, like, something like, for example, a RoboCop or a Starship Troopers, you know, your Verhovens are actually, like, great movies in the genre he's aping. And then they are very, very clearly making fun of what's kind of going on there. This is is not a good horror movie in the first place. And I actually don't think it's very funny either. So my connection here. And my theory is that, again, you have to make a good movie in the genre that you're aping and then make your points and make them obvious, make them good, you know, make them funny. Now, Dina Meyer, who was Dizzy Flores in Starship Troopers, icon, goddess, absolutely. She was the only girl on the football team in Starship Troopers. She is like a badass soldier, awesome person in Starship Troopers. Now, she gets eaten very early on in this movie. She's like the lady diver with the science team here but that made me oh make that God, connection i didn't so, even yeah that's her realize that's yeah. her and she's also in birds of prey yep she's in so many like horror and sci-fi movies and she's amazing and awesome she's johnny mnemonic is like her big breakout role like she's in great 90s movies uh and actually great 2000s movies as well and like she helped me swim to this conclusion the Verhoeven conclusion, as I will call it, that you gotta make a competent movie in the genre that you're aping, or else you're. But I that's a very high a standard. Bit. It's like Robocop is one of the best movies of all time. You're, you're talking to a person who has like a literal I, Robocop I, tattoo. Right, I'm how like, about, how yes, about basic I instinct ideally. level? All right, basic instinct level. <sighs> Okay. It's a good, it's a very good thriller that's also a fucking joke about cops in America. You know? Look, I have, I have the some standards. standards a little I high. Yeah. <laughs> I have standards for Dina Meyer, who is a goddess. She is. That is true. Um, and I really didn't remember Adam Scott being in it. Um, <laughs> and I was, he's in so much shit. Every now and yeah. then I'm watching a thing. The other day, I'm trying to remember the movie. It was, it was like from 15 years ago, and he looked exactly the same. Yeah, he always I don't does. know. I'm going to develop like some theories about Adam Scott. He might yeah. not be a real person. I don't know. Allegedly. Right. I don't right. want to throw out accusations and get a suit. I have yeah. to run this by legal, but I have suspicions. Yep. But yep. yeah, I had completely forgotten he was in it. And Christopher but, Lloyd? Icon Christopher Lloyd. among icons is in this movie? Doing the Christopher Lloydiest of roles. Yes. And He's a Richard Dreyfus. My favorite part is how he only did it for the money. And I was reading like an interview with him um, 
<laughs> and it's really funny because the, the interviewer asked, like, why did you take a role? Like, was that a tribute to Jaws? And he said, no, he didn't want to take it at first because he didn't want to, quote unquote, make fun of my own career. Sure. And then... Um, I'm going to read this quote directly Please. from him. I was on the phone with Bob Weinstein and he said, we can give you a lot more money. And I told him what I was involved in. Uh, this, what he's involved in, he has an initiative, a civics initiative project. Yeah. I have no idea what the fuck that is. I'm not American enough to understand what that means in a political context. I don't know if that's a bad thing, <laughs> but he has that. <laughs> it's about <laughs> bringing civics back uh like justin timberlake brought sexy back apparently yeah. richard dreyfus is interested in bringing civics back which could also work in the context <laughs> of music but that's i'm sure timbaland can also make a banger out of that but anyway so the quote is i told him what i was involved in i was describing to him this idea of bringing civics back so that people uh, i now can only read that in the sound of Sexy I'll back. bring in okay. back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the motherfuckers don't know how to act. But um, yeah, because if we're bound only by ideas and don't teach them, we're not bound. And he interrupted and said, if it hadn't already been written, I would have said, you had me at civics. He wrote a check that was this big to the initiative. And I said, okay, I'll do the film. And their names are going to be in the bottom of the website permanently. Then Hollywood News followed up. Who do you play in the film? I play Matt Hooper. I played the older Matt Hooper who escaped being eaten by the shark and is now eaten by a bunch of piranha fish. Hollywood News. Was it an opportunity for you to bring some gravitas to something that might otherwise be superficial fun? And he said, no, it was an opportunity to get money into the initiative. <laughs> I don't know if this is satire, if this is an actual interview. <laughs> but I think it's amazing and it works perfectly with the context of the movie. And he was yeah. like, you think you're going to pay me a bunch of money? Fuck it. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, for On real. behalf of civics. I don't know. I don't know it's I mean. like teaching how government works and being involved in like oh, politics like, and like learning yeah. how, like, oh, learning about voting and civic participation that's okay. like what that is basically we have we have civic education in brazil too i just didn't know if like in the context of american politics it meant like i don't know some right-wing shit i don't know you guys have very like very weird coded stuff <laughs> we, that we are weird. Always understand. yeah no you're not wrong you're not wrong about that <laughs> we barely have civics education whatsoever though i will say that like it, it's barely okay. even addressed in our school system so i think that's why some folks want to have more education for that and have these initiatives for people to learn that or young people to learn that. So, so I guess that's a good yeah. thing. Good on you, Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, <laughs> I think that's probably good. Um, but yeah, it's, it explains, it explains a lot, like a lot of very, very good and talented people are in this movie. Um, not always, you know, showcasing their full talents. I'll say, um, I will say I did actually kind of like Elizabeth Shue. Because of how fucking awesome. seriously she was taking this, no one else in this movie is doing anything other than cashing a paycheck. But she is like, she's fucking going for it. There are many moments in this in this film where she is like doing American Ninja Warrior shit, like yeah. diving over multiple floaties and like jumping across ropes and like she's really she's really going for it. She's really she going looks for buff it. too. I'm like she, Elizabeth she worked Shue. Out. Yeah. 
She Good worked out for this you. film. So like, and she, with she's nice, a cop, like, so it's like a little, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a little weird. Uh, I don't want to like fully praise it, but like I, at least she <laughs> in the role is like going for it. So I, I can I can praise the actress at the very least there. I feel like. And we've been talking about this with some of these movies, right? Like, yeah, it's I think it's important to have one anchor person who is taking it way too seriously. Yeah, yeah. I you know? like this character. The one that seems to have gotten like an entirely different script. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like a really like that one kid in class. We all had it. Yeah. Just like you had everybody brought some like janky cardboard shit and they had like a full on like freaking little uh like town or whatever. Yeah. I don't know how you call it. We call it my catch in Portuguese. But we always sure, there was sure. always that one student in class who like overdid the assignment. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like it's important in those movies. It was her here, for sure. And Ving Rames, who does have a beautiful moment. He, um, does. he does have a beautiful moment of uh killing a bunch of piranha with a uh a, a motorboat motor that he uses as yeah. a blender basically in the water. Um, he does have a good moment. So that's, that's all right too. Um, for sure. Now. All right. We have a lot of really talented actors. We have a script that again, it's basically just jaws, but with a lot of boobies and it's incredibly mean spirited. However, you have some feelings about that, right? You have some feelings about that. And now I, I I will, I will just briefly say my, my quick thesis here is that I hated this movie so much because it's like just toxic heterosexuality Mm -hmm. and that I wanted to enjoy the boobies, but the toxic (laughs) heterosexuality of it got in the way of my enjoyment of like boobies and gore. Now, again, I understand my perspective is maybe not the most mainstream perspective in the universe. And I don't think every movie needs to be made for me. Certainly not. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, it just kind of got in the way for me. It's it's very much about this very sleazy girls gone wild director guy played you know pretty well I think by Jerry O'Connell. Uh, he's, he's a very sleazy man. He's a sleazy he's man. Very in his element with that role. I love. It. He just has that face. He like does. Jerry O'Connell. I don't even know. He's probably a great. I don't know. I don't. I don't know a single thing about him. Sure. I just want to slap his face. Mm-hmm. It just. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad because he was born with that face. He's right. not. It's not his fault. It's not his fault, but, but he's just... using it well here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, for sure, for sure. Um, and he like exploits young women and he's a, a bastard and he sucks and he hires this awful, horrible 17-year-old boy who we're supposed to think is just a wonderful young man. He's Ugh. not. He's an asshole. He's not. He's he a sucks. fucking asshole. I'm sorry. He's like, he sucks. <laughs> he sucks. That's one thing I didn't pick up on the first yeah. time I watched it. Like it sucks. I and I'm sure we'll get into it as when you're when you're when you you're done talking about this concept, which I absolutely uh, can see. But I feel like there's like the, some very overt aspects of what yes. you're talking about, and like some more subtle ones. And the overt are part of what makes the movie, in my opinion, fun. And I captured a lot of that the first time, but I missed the nuances of this young boy low-key sucking and his shitty teenage romance with Vanessa from Gossip Girl. Right. But exactly. <laughs> No, exactly. And that's that's basically what I want to set up is that I 
I just hated this kid from the start. And I think you're <laughs> supposed to like him. You you are very clearly, as the audience member, supposed to hate the sleazy guy. He's obviously exploiting young women. He's obviously disgusting. He's obviously a piece of shit. You're supposed to hate him and be very happy when his dick gets eaten. You know, partially eaten and then spit out, as Fernanda, of course, as your name this week uh <laughs> indicates like you're supposed to be very happy about this and yeah. you know I, I get it but also there's just this toxic 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 heterosexuality of this horrible teen romance this horrible teen boy who's just awful and like oh yeah I'm gonna babysit my my baby brother and sister but really I'm just gonna go off on this boat and like watch the the booby girls make out etc etc <sighs> that's more I believable than him actually babysitting like, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're like a fucking hormone-filled 17-year-old, I don't know how old they are, and it's spring break, and everybody's out there having fun, and your mom stuck you with her two little brats again, and then, like, these really hot women are in a boat, what are you going to choose? I don't know. That's <laughs> Unfortunately, I believe this version more than I believe the version in which this kid stays home with <laughs> oh, I believe it I believe it a hundred percent I understand his choices from a deep like a deep sympathetic place believe me like yeah. I I get it it's just that we're supposed to act like he's a hero like he's he's supposed to be the every man young man you know like instead of like he's a piece of shit too why does he get to be the hero you know what I'm saying <laughs> that far i think he's kind of like an insult type little brat but i don't know because he's like oh i i can't i keep forgetting her name vanessa from gossip girl kelly i think in the movie kelly kelly jessica is your i don't know yes and she's like don't do it don't drink just because they're pressuring you like he's very like the nice guy and Kelly's out there with yeah. that other douchebag guy. Well, me, the nice guy. I'm here trying to keep her from making bad decisions. Right. And like you can see he revels in his opportunity to like save her because he gets to be the hero. And yeah, he, he sucks. Um, and I miss And he was going to participate in the whole thing. He was doing the body shot off of her or whatever. Like he was doing the thing. He wasn't being Mr. Hyde. Like... He acts like Mr. High and fucking Mighty, but he's doing every single, he's participating at every point that he can. Yeah. Like, he truly, he sucks almost as much as horrible Wild 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 Girls Man. But he's a teenager. I don't know. I'll defend, I'll defend like him, his teen brain as sure. opposed to Jerry O'Connell's. Adult brain. Grown yeah. douche. And also, again, the face thing. I <laughs> just can't <laughs> <laughs> and I think as a kid, I thought Jake was like really cute. Like he's, he's very much like my type. And now like, I feel like I can get to be more annoyed by him. Um, but I'll say this. Okay. I absolutely get what you're saying. And I, we had this conversation last week when we were talking about Deep Blue Sea, right? Because there's one scene with a lady in lingerie and that bothered me. Because it was like very male gazy. This one has a shit ton of tits. And it didn't bother me. And I'm trying to examine why. And I think it's because of the excess. The excess is kind of like, it makes it clear that they're going all in on a stereotype and a joke. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know if it's that or just me defending the movie because I like it and my brain is like <laughs> making excuses for it. 
I I think. I mean, listen. You're also allowed. You're allowed to like what you like. I I think this movie wants to say that it's being a very smart commentary, yeah. but having its cake and eating it too by having just boobs on boobs on boobs on boobs on boobs, right? Yeah. And also having the straw man right. of the like Bible people who are like, read the Bible. <laughs> stop talking like, about Satan, please. Yeah, <laughs> stop talking about Satan, please. Which is a great line. Like, truly great line. Like, Get your boat out of here. Stop talking about Satan. That's that's yeah. amazing. But they're setting it up as, like, a very stupid straw man, which is, like, actually, yeah. what if, like, the wild, wild girls man is an exploitative asshole and also you don't need to read the Bible? Like, what if just boobs without it being weird? I, you know, look, that's my point of view in the world. I live in Bushwick. Yeah. I understand <laughs> that living in Bushwick means I will just think... That just boobs are fine and we don't need yeah. to make a big thing about it. And that's I okay. agree. They're just like fat sacks. And that's yeah. kind of and that's what I kind of like about the movie in a sense, because it really shows all these dudes as dumbasses who just <laughs> are completely like they're letting their lives be governed by these yeah. fat sacks. By the boobies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are hypnotized by the boobies uh, and at every moment. Yeah. Every moment, they're all, they're most of them like this. Um, but I, and I like, and I agree with what you're saying about like, oh, we're satiring, but also I totally agree. That is a very having your cake and eating it too type of situation. I think you're absolutely right. But also like, I like what they do, for instance, with Jerry O'Connor's, or Jerry O'Connor's character. Because it's like, he's this douchey asshole who ends up getting half of his body eaten. And then all he's worried about as his legs disintegrate <laughs> is that the fish ate his penis. And I thought that was so freaking like so fucking funny that they made that little, and he was just calling like the girl names and whatever. So they, yeah. they really went all in in that with him just being so, ridiculous that he's obsessed with his first penis and then his last words are wet t-shirt yeah That's, <laughs> he like oh, wet t-shirt <laughs> like that, that is that's his final contribution to the universe so i love it they made him like sort of at the same token that yes they made the teenage they can be a sort of hero or whatever they did make the sleazy ass director basically be horny up until his final second and have that be for sure for sure <laughs> so but i, I feel really like, like if, they, that. if they if they actually wanted to make that point though it would have yeah. been that you're not enjoying what he enjoys the whole way along right mm. of like oh look at those fishes with boobies like take a look at all these beautiful women and they're gorgeous titties right in your face they're there all the time like you're reveling in those shots the movie is reveling in those shots yeah, which again it is totally fine i love boobies i will say it a hundred <laughs> times during this during this podcast but like it wants you to kind of be him too and it, and yeah. then like it kills him because he's a dick and yeah that's fine and that's all good but it also kills the wild wild girls who have done absolutely nothing wrong like they are perfectly normal nice people who are just there for their shoot and like 
By the way, I do have another beef with this, which is that they kept calling what they were doing porn. And like, I guess if that you was, really yeah. want to say like, oh, the softest of softcore, maybe it touches on that definition. But like, they weren't doing porn. porn. They're just no. doing stunts with their tits out and or kissing underwater. This is not porn, my friends. Not in any definition I have ever used in my life. That was a little weird. But anyway, that was only fine. the parts that we saw of the movie. I guess, I but know. like, <laughs> if you're if you're doing full nudity, you can like shoot it in such a way that it's obvious they're doing more than that. I, I don't know. Whatever. Not not the point. I suppose it was just weird. But they, yeah, the movie. I like wants that they killed. To, yeah. Oh wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I just like that they kill both guys who like call women names. It's true. They do, which is good. But those fishies also kill the women who have done nothing wrong. Like yeah. it's a it's a completely indiscriminate thing where it's like, oh, you get to A, as as the audience member, which I think it really is going for like heterosexual dudes. It's like you yeah. get to enjoy a lot of boobies. Yeah. Then you get to enjoy uh, you know, the satisfaction of feeling like, oh, I'm a good person because I was happy when the bad sleazy man got his dick eaten. Then you get to enjoy also looking at boobies be eaten. Like, it's like, there's no actual discomfort in the commentary. And if you're going to make actual satire, if you're uh. actually going to go for, for commentary, I feel like you got to make your audience feel something other than, like, just the happiest in every second. I, I get it. But, but, a provocation, okay? Okay, okay. What if... <laughs> yeah, I'm here. What if this is actually an essay on our hypocrisy? Yeah. I'm just saying, because you said it yourself, they make you look and ogle and voyeuristically enjoy yes. the same sights as the sleazy director, whose names are irrelevant to this movie, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. Why He's would you? Sleazy. <laughs> Mr. Sleaze. <laughs> why would you remember a single name? Why? It makes Derek? No sense. Uh, Derek? D something. It's a D name. It's a D name. And I think that's on purpose. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they subvert that. <laughs> that's just me using buzzwords. I'm just gonna yeah. use, I'm just gonna use a bunch of buzzwords to try to convince you yeah. to enjoy this movie. You yeah. know, that's my strategy. I'm, I'm a right wing YouTuber now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 coming I'm coming for your job, Steve mm -hmm. Crowder. Um <laughs> But what I mean, I'd rather you have his job. All right? I'll just <laughs> say that. But yeah, <laughs> no. But like, I I think that in a way they do kind of do that. Uh, for instance, the whole movie is sort of an essay on hedonism, right? Because it's all sure. about spring break, and you have the the obvious like sort of the scene with the girls shooting the erotic. Uh, footage not a porno whatever the fuck okay, it was i don't even know what the fuck it was was it supposed to be like wild girls was it a fiction yeah. was it a documentary i have questions about that particular <laughs> audiovisual project uh but also like at the beach we have the beach which is actually the lake all these yeah. <laughs> kids partying and i was like once again just thinking about how how wild it is that as a culture we've all most of us have at some point been the partying kid right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we as a culture sort of glorify the partying lifestyle like living the dream is like being a rock star and just like 
being able to get shit faced all the time and not deal with consequences. Or maybe that's just my personal aspirations. I don't know. But <laughs> we as a culture kind of glorify that. And we think it's really cool. And then in movies, we fucking hate those kids. And we want them to die. And we feel no sympathy for them. And I found myself thinking about that watching this. I'm like, I hate every single one of these kids who did nothing wrong. They're just out there drinking, having a good time. I'm seeing them being scalped, dismembered, sliced in half, fucking capsizing and being eaten alive. And I feel nothing. I'm having the time of my life. This is hilarious. Why? I asked myself. <laughs> as I as I reveled in the pain and the gore and the blood. And I think that's that's a provocation that the movie makes about our own humanity, you know, Danielle. About your yeah. Own, yeah. <laughs> about the limits to human empathy. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. I'm just throwing it out there. I think there might be more to Piranha 3D than than the eye can see. I'm yeah. just saying. I don't know what the fuck I just said. <laughs> no, I think you I think you're thinking in 3D, Fernanda. I think you're thinking in the next I'm dimension here. 3D chess in my head. <laughs> I you know, everybody else playing checkers. Here I am, 3D chess in my head. Yeah, no, I I, I hear that. <laughs> now, I have another element of this that bothers me okay. personally. Um, and I don't know, it ties into this for sure, but this one is like on me. So I'm just going to be honest with you. The fact that this movie just uses, like, the idea of women pretending to be queer to turn on men as, like, a core thing that happens, like, all the time. This is Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl, like, Mm -hmm. fake lesbianing as movie, (laughs) basically, right? Like, and this is very much what, like... Girls Gone Wild basically was like as a video series. It's like a lot of like it's it's a show us your boobies and then it's kiss your best friend and all this kind of stuff. And like. I, uh, mm, uh, I'm trying to articulate why this annoys me and I feel like I probably shouldn't even have to. But it also it's like very annoying. You know, it's like you're taking. The thing that I have in my mm-hmm. life that I got spit on in Catholic school for, like yeah. my my version of sexuality. Right? Yeah. I, and I, again, I'm like pan. I, I like dudes, too. It's not like mm-hmm. I am like, am like a man hating person. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Dudes are great. If they're not Jerry O'Connell in this movie or the whole <laughs> boy in this movie, dudes are great. Dudes rock, honestly. Great. I'll, I'm all here for it. Nothing but against just, dudes. I even married one. Honestly, uh, but. Dudes, dudes are good. Good dudes are good. Like, I'm all about it. All about it. Good dudes are good. You can quote me. You can put it on uh, on a bumper sticker. Hot like, take. all about it. All about it. Controversial takes by Danielle. Some but you're dudes taking, are actually okay. Some dudes are great. <laughs> some dudes are great, okay? But, like. That whole ass thing is, is it's not even just that it's like upsetting to me. It's that it just makes me so tired. I want to go to sleep for a thousand years. Like that whole concept of like, let's go to the bar and make out. And that's going to yeah. get us attention from dudes is like, I went to sleep five seconds into that statement and I'm still asleep right now. It's just so exhausting and terrible. And it's like, 
That's just what's going on here. So it annoys me on a deep, like, molecular level. It's like, yeah. can't the girls just be queer and have lots of wonderful sex? If you want to film it, that's fine. If if they consent to that and they're going to make all the money off of it, okay, all right, fine with that. But, like, ah, uh, it's just frustrating. And, of course, it's used in the movie as part of the teen romance. Like, Jerry mm-hmm. O'Connell's sleazebag says, oh, it's not cheating if it's with a girl, which is like, okay, I know a sleazebag would say that. But also, the movie kind of just takes that as fact, too. Like, you know, Jake the Terrible Boy also kind of thinks that. Jake the yeah. Terrible Boy also thinks it's super hot when she makes out with a girl. Like, yeah. not entirely willingly. Like, there's this whole gross thing about sexuality here that is just like... This movie's idea of sexuality is a 17-year-old boy's idea it of is. sexuality. And I don't like that. <laughs> it, makes me, it makes me sad and tired more than anything else. First of all, on behalf of the mostly heteros, because sure, despite of sure. myself, uh, my just-proclaimed love of boobies, um, sure, I sure. am mostly a straight person. Um, so... Apologies on behalf of the rest of us, but also, you don't have to say it. It's not you. I don't think, yeah, I can't defend that. Absolutely. Obviously, you're absolutely right. And I think that to an extent, you can see what they're trying to do, right? Because I think it's absolutely what you said. They really are uh, just blowing up this very rudimentary notion of sexuality and just really to the extent that the movie is kind of just like mirroring a part of reality and blowing it up, which is basically the whole intent of parody. You can understand it, but I'm absolutely with you in that, especially when you're, you know, talking about groups of the population that are simultaneously fetishized and ostracized, um, you have to have certain it's hard today and even then because this movie's not that old this like 2010 right yeah. to just chalk it up to ah they're just like making fun of a thing that happens if they don't advance or add to the conversation in any way right like i get yeah. what you're saying i think for it to be like even a successful parody of that instead of just ogling they sh- they would have needed to have taken it up a couple of notches. They would have needed to take it somewhere that it didn't go. So it really just laid flat as a... We're using a a thing that is usually exploited and we're exploiting it more to make this movie look cool. It was basically kind of as far as it went. So I absolutely agree with you. And there's really no kind of excusing that. I remember like the first time watching it and watching it in the movies and in 3D, I just thought it was like amazing. They're just putting these ladies to be the middle of this gore fest, fucking insane movie. There's this scene of these aquatic nymphs, <laughs> these naked ladies <laughs> dancing under a boat and all the dudes like it. I, at the time I was like, Oh, this is like very interesting because it's very, unapologetic and now with a more refined (laughs) uh, (laughs) intellect I like to think (laughs) I don't see it that way anymore (laughs) I see your point like it doesn't really have shock value it doesn't really add anything to any conversation it really is just like a 
an exploit exploitation of a very like tired trope of oh, hot women kissing is hot. Um <laughs> And it for is. For the sake of it. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's when it's enough. framed as being, like, for men, that is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, doing it only for the benefit of men, not that either of these women are having a good time. <laughs> yeah. I was... Because, yeah, exactly. Like, if it's framed differently, I'm all about mm-hmm. it. And I think it's great and fun and, and, and good times for everyone if they're actually having a good time. The other weird thing, and I don't know if this is intentional or not at all, but that same song that plays during that is definitely the song that plays during the infamous sex scene in 1983's The Hunger, uh, one oh, of the best missing. vampire movies of all time, starring okay. David Bowie, Susan Sarandon, and Catherine Denevu. Uh, between the two women, they have like this okay. unbelievably hot sex scene, and it's the same song. <gasps> oh, okay. And it's like, uh, are they? is that intentional? Probably. I mean, it might be, but I doubt it. But it could be. A lot of the know. movie's intentional, so maybe could be one of the influences of the the director. Right. Let's give him Again. that credit, or not, or is it ba- a bad thing? A French like- French director. He might be a, a fan of Catherine Deneuve. I, I don't know. Could That's be. possible, right? You can be generous like that. <laughs> I mean, this is also where my nickname came from uh, this week. The fishes with boobies, which is, of course, a bad man. If fish had ball. boobies, I would fuck <laughs> yeah. them. I would, no, if fish, what was it? If fish I mean, looked this good. Fish. <laughs> if fish looked this hot, I would fuck fish. I would yeah. only fuck fish. Yep. It's, Amazing. It's a beautiful oh, How can you tell me that's not art? I don't know. That's, that's what I get. Art. <laughs> I get what you're saying. All of yeah. this to say that I agree. Uh, that it didn't it didn't go far enough or it scaled it back enough for it to to add anything. So yeah. it ended up just being Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get what you're saying. One thing that uh <laughs> I was struck by is we had this conversation when yeah. we talked about Jaws. Yes. That we discussed the whole aspect of you know like the authorities are trying to get people away. <laughs> like yeah. it's and you see the situation where you're like, how are, how is this not being contained? This is very dangerous and people are dying and still they're not doing anything about it. This makes no sense. And then you cut to <laughs> 2020 and you're like, oh, that's how people put themselves in harm's way in very dumb ways, despite several warnings. <laughs> yep. Though in Jaws, it was more of a commentary on the actual, like, inaction of the authorities and everything yeah. else and the commercial interests. In this one, and less the individual part of it, and in this one, uh, I thought it was really funny when they're um, going through the shore and with the megaphone and telling people to get out of the water because <laughs> some shit is happening. And they're just, like, YOLOing their way yeah. through this very terrifying situation. And I immediately thought about uh that spring break video yeah uh, that was going on i don't know if it was a video or a story but like the thing that kind of circulated early in the pandemic when the youngsters uh were partying were spring breaking throughout the pandemic and they interviewed them and i remember specifically there was this guy who was just being very like very yolo about it <laughs> yeah you yeah, to have fun whatever whatever i'm like oh so that's that's yeah. how this happens. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's too real. It's too real. <laughs> I will say that it, that is absolutely something this movie 
captured, whether intentional or not, for sure, like, 100%, that people will just do, they'll just do the thing. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Also, can you, I could just smell that party. Like, I could smell it from watching it. I could could smell, like, the barf and the beer and the just (laughs) gallons of Malibu. And it's Malibu. It's definitely Malibu. It's no other kind of rum. It's just Malibu. And it's, like, pineapple Malibu. Like, just the, the, just a headache coming off of people's pores. And the (laughs) sweat and, like, sunscreen sweat. Like, all those smells. I could just smell it. I could just, I could just feed, I could feel it. I can feel it. And I hate it again. Every single one of those people and especially the men. Again, I may be projecting a little because like they look like everybody who bullied me. When oh, I was, when this I was is real. Myself. Listen, I don't like the fake lesbianizing, lesbian and oh God, lesbian Ning for the sake of men. You don't like that these people were bullies. We're both having a moment here and I want to, I just want to, I want to acknowledge that you're right to feel that way. You're valid, Fernanda. You are valid to feel this way because I get it. Thank you. I too think it's my right to hate people uh, (laughs) whom I don't know and are dying horrible deaths because I just (laughs) equate them with situations of my own personal experience. It is my podcast and they are fictional. So (laughs) These are not real people. Like, let's be clear. These aren't real people. These are characters in a movie, and it's it's okay because we're we're talking about uh, characters in a movie. (laughs) I would. Is there though? Like, consider consider this. Like, do you? Is there a less sympathetic figure in these movies, in horror movies, in gory movies, than the partying youngster? I I mean, for me, for me, it's the bad boyfriend is the ultimate piece of shit here. Like, horrible bad boy boyfriend who like. He's the one who, like, tells people to get the fuck out of the way and just, he's the one who causes the scalping. He calls people bad names. He's just a bad person who's bad. Like, he, no, but- he oh, ultimate suckage right there. Even worse than Jerry O'Connell, because at least Jerry O'Connell's funny in this, or somewhat <laughs> funny, at least sometimes. The dick getting bit off, that's pretty funny. I don't know. And yeah. I will say that scene in 3D is spectacular. I bet that's so much better. It's so So cool. much better. Yeah. And it stuck with me forever. Like, I had forgotten 98% of the movie, but the minute we said, like, you say yeah. it, I imme- immediately think about that, like, half eaten penis yeah. coming at out you. There. Floating out there after after Piranha rejected it. Like, how? That's, that's the thing. Right? That's very demeaning. Like, the Piranha that's- didn't even want to eat your penis the piranha ate everything else on everyone else (laughs) but rejected this one penis this only this is the only thing that was rejected out of an entire lake of partiers who were probably barfing their brains out the whole time and like the thing that's rejected was this one penis the one rejected penis like talk about toxic heterosexuality that penis symbolizes all of it I feel like it truly does. You know what? If this <laughs> if this movie is operating on that level, I I gotta show some respect for that. That's some real respect. Uh, yeah, that I've gotta have. No, but what I meant was kind of like as a collective. I feel like we they did. They, it was a pretty safe bet. It's always a pretty safe bet to just like kill youngsters. It who always are is because always we is. just we just don't like them as a culture. It's, a, it's the Puritan <laughs> streak of of at least like 
a lot of Western culture. It's that puritanical streak of like, you can't have sex, right. you can't have fun, you can't do anything fun. Yeah. You can't do anything fun with your body, especially. The only exactly. fun you can have is checkers on Saturday night at 9 p.m. Like, that's the very puritanical, like, streak in so many horror movies. Um, yeah. It's And again, yeah, I feel like I'm being a little like hypocritical here because I literally said I hate it all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have valid reasons okay it's not because they were getting drunk and acting stupid because that's what i call a regular tuesday night it's because <laughs> they looked like douchebags and i will defend myself <laughs> in that regard but i am also confronting my own hypocrisy danielle and i feel like that's an effect of the movie as i was saying so i <laughs> the defense rests no, I listen as someone who enjoys a lot of things. We've talked about this with the like action thing, right? Of like how I love to watch me a good old action movie of action mm-hmm. people. Yet half the time they're cops or something <laughs> yeah. else, or it has that lone wolf thing. Like I, we yeah. we do this on this podcast. We have a we. I feel like we're we're good about like understanding our own reasonings for things and and trying to be honest about it. You know, so I'm I'm with you. I'm with you, I and I respect you. <laughs> Thank you. And I respect yeah. you. Uh, and that's that's why we work. We don't always have to yeah. agree, but yeah. there is always respect and appreciation for boobies. Yes. And that's yeah, exactly that's the foundation of <laughs> I really that's a good working relationship right there. But I did want to ask you before uh yeah. we ultimately move on, but I did want to ask you Apart from everything in your thoughts on the movie as a whole, how did you feel specifically about the deaths? I mean, they were pretty fun for the most okay. part. I definitely was a bit hung up on how bad the CG was. Okay. Uh, this Now, this movie legitimately would have been a lot of fun with, like, very stupid practical effects. Like, I would have mm-hmm. been overjoyed to see, That's like, some. plastic fish eating yeah. people. Like, that would have been <laughs> really fucking funny, right? Like, especially, like, that last horrible shot of Adam Scott. Like, what if a giant plastic fish came out of the- that? That's funny. To me, that's funny and way funnier than like a C- a very shitty CG fish. So I was distracted. I'm not going to lie. I was very distracted by like just how shitty the quality is of the CG here. Um, so that that did take a little bit away for, for me. Now, we have some creative setups, which I liked. I actually kind of mm-hmm. liked the weird death trap at the end of like, okay, we got to go back into the cabin of the boat and then there's an explosion. I hated mm-hmm. the boy. I wish he had gotten blown up, but like... <laughs> All right, at least it's like a fun setup for that final stunt. It could have saved the Uh, wild girls and had him die. Like, I feel like that would have really made a difference in your, like, whole... I think that would have maybe switched your entire perception of the movie. If if the wild girls were extremely nice... Again, wild girl Jessica, I think, is one of the wild girls who is, like, super chill with the little sister and being like, Mm. yeah, boys love boobs. And, like, just being very (laughs) matter-of-fact and, like, so chill, like a nice person who can talk to a kid, honestly, yeah. and just be a nice person. Also, she went to bat trying to help the little kids escape. Like, yeah. good person. She should have been the goddamn hero. Mm-hmm. I'm just I saying. I'm just saying. She was heroic in, in every way. Anybody could have been heroic in this movie other than Elizabeth Shue doing American Ninja Warriors <laughs> stuff. I get to save people. <laughs> We've talked about this. People underestimate how tough it is to just hang from shit. That right. lady had some core and some upper body strength. For That's real. all we're saying. 
for real. Like she really, <laughs> she impressed me more than anybody else in this movie. She impressed me. So yeah. Now I will also say yeah. some of the deaths uh, were really fun in the very mortal combat way. Mm-hmm. Like the like very over the top, incredibly stupid. Like you, you don't even feel bad about this because it's so clearly a cartoon kind of thing. Like the person yeah. who gets cut in half, that's a Amazing. that's a pretty fun, stupid ass CG death. Like that one, I, I I you know that was a very good Mortal Kombat kind of moment. Very sure. Ghost Ship. Like yeah, I'm pretty sure that what that's what happens in Ghost Ship. Oh, that's like they good. all get cut in half or something. Yeah, Resident Evil. I I oh, was sick of the people getting cut in half. I love it. I don't know. I just it's so it's I don't know. Can that happen physically? I have questions. I yes. just love seeing it. I'm like this is the kind of I don't like pedestrian deaths because you have that in every movie people getting run over by cars whatever like that's sad that happens in real life so that makes me sad that makes me think oh that could happen to me to somebody I love but when you see somebody being cut in half (laughs) that's especially if it looks like a cartoon like a horrible cartoon piranha doing it it's like this isn't I'm not afraid of this. This isn't yeah, going to actually happen. <laughs> very final destination, whereas Paul yeah. uh, just defined Looney Tune deaths. Yeah, I feel like that's death, why exactly. I enjoy them so much. It can really, I can really uh, suspend disbelief, and 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 I can really embark on those deaths without feeling personally like a terrible person who likes yeah. watching people dying. So maybe that's, <laughs> maybe no, that's, that's what I need. <laughs> I, it's. I feel like it's acceptable because it's so clearly a joke and like so clearly a cartoon thing. So yeah, I I, I definitely get that. I I want to I want to make one final point as well before we go to shelf life, which is that the director of this made Crawl, which we enjoyed very much yes. not too long ago. So like I would say something, you know, something good came out of this director's uh, ability to make terrifying creature uh, movies and like water creature movies. So like good. That that's good. That he took whatever experience he could from this, and then he made Crawl, which I thought was pretty fucking cool. So yeah, it was a very very good movie, and yeah. he's come a long way with this handling of the creatures, which could be aided by the yeah. fact that gators are like actual animals, and prehistoric piranhas might be a little more difficult. Yeah, to yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little a little tougher. Honestly, though, like, shitty plastic fish would have been so fucking funny. So fucking funny. I'm just saying. I'm just putting that out there. A good, <laughs> a good shitty practical, especially in a parody like this, would have been would have been pretty great. Yeah. Cause can you imagine parts. Adam Scott, like, interacting with a shitty plastic prop? Like, that's funny. I don't know. <laughs> that's funny to me. But I digress. I, I did not make this movie. But if I did, that's probably what I would have done. <laughs> the asshole teenager dies in the end. Uh, the wild girls are the actual heroes. Yes. And the CG piranhas are actually plastic. Yes. And like all the wild the- girls uh, and Elizabeth Shue, uh, they go off and they raise children together in a beautiful lesbian comedy. <laughs> and everybody's fine and does really well. <laughs> I what's wrong? It. What's wrong with my movie? <laughs> Nothing. Your movie's perfect. Too perfect, I dare say, for this world, Danielle. I don't think we could handle it. They do pull-ups together, it. you know, and they make out when they want to. <laughs> I was just saying. <laughs> 
I don't think we deserve this beautiful <laughs> universe you created for us. Uh, well, I can dream. A girl can dream. You know, you know how it is. And and right now, I'm dreaming of shelf life. Are you dreaming of shelf life, Fernando? I'm. I'm curious. Like there's some suspense heading. Oh, there, into this. there is suspense, and I, you know, we might not agree <laughs> on this one, and that's okay because we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure so, it shelf out. life uh, is the section of our of our show or our video store uh, where we decide where the movie belongs uh, in the store itself. Is it a bona fide staff pick? You know, displayed proudly with our names on it that were like staff pick. Is it a middle aisle placement, which is you know perfectly decent? Or does this deuce need the dumpster out back? Fernanda, I tried. I tried so hard. But this is this is gonna be a dumperoo for me. This is this is this is I'm so oh, sorry. Man. But this movie is swimming with the fishes for me in that dumpster. I uh we might have to we might have to agree to disagree on a placement, and we might have to just kinda yeah, we might have to like but Discord up to the vote or something else. I know it's not a dumpster for you, but I'm going to let you I'm going to let you say your piece. You go ahead. You tell me what what you think. Yeah, it's not a dumpster for me. I I was pondering this uh mm-hmm. before before we started cuz as we've discussed this before, we don't really discuss the movie in detail before uh starting the show because we don't yeah. want to ruin the conversation, but uh I had an inkling. Yeah. I think you <laughs> uh, do. I think you knew. Yes, you knew. <laughs> that this was going to be a dumpster pick for you. And for me, it's a middle aisle. And I was like, okay. could I be swayed into dumpster the, dumpstering this? And I, I, I can't. I can't. I understand that my judgment of the movie might be, I might be looking at it through a different lens of my initial experience with it. And everything else, like I came into it carrying sort of like a a baggage of affection. Um, sure. <laughs> so that might play into it, but I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be me and yeah. be real. And to me, it's a middle aisle. So yeah. I, I don't know. I I feel like Paul should come in and be like, what is it, Solomon? That he's like, I'm gonna split the tape <laughs> in half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with this being split in half, to be honest. So. Oh, see? You fell into it. If you're okay with it being split in half, I'm the true owner of the tape. And yeah, therefore... It has to be something that you love for it to work. You know what I mean? So it's like... <laughs> so I, I defend the tape. I'm the yeah. rightful owner. Uh, no. So I feel like maybe... Hmm. That's an interesting. We never yeah, thought Paul has to a, think Paul about has this something case. here. Yeah, Paul okay. has something here. I feel like uh, Paul says it goes on the bottle of the middle eye with an old. It's in Fernando's car outside. <laughs> if you want, that sounds shady. I don't know if we want to. <laughs> it's in your wanna, trunk. It's you like, have like Fernando's Fernando's treasures in the trunk. <laughs> it's like a van that I have outside. Um, and you, I open the door. There's just like a bunch of shit in there. <laughs> Like my homemade peanut butter, um, <laughs> old T-shirts, and the the, one, the tapes I rescued from Danielle's dumpster. Uh, 
And you can rent it for free, so as to spread the word. Uh, I honestly... The gospel of Piranha. The gospel of Piranha, as as according to Fernando Frances. So, I'm also very okay with, like, hey, maybe we should put this to the Discord, too. Like, this, yeah. this could be, like, a, hey, is it middle aisle? I don't think staff pick is even on the... It's not even in there. But, like, I think, like, we could put it to a vote. Uh, Fanbyte.caza, if you're interested... Uh, and yeah. being a part of the process here, potentially. This is civics. Oh my God, this is civics. This is podcast. Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. He oh my knew. God. We he have come full circle. Knew. That's he amazing. <laughs> so okay. we, can, we can actually okay put it that. to a vote in our uh, in the You'd Love to See It channel in Fanbyte's Discord. Again, that's fanbyte.casa. If you'd like to join, it's all free. It's just our community. You can come chat with us, talk to us, talk about the movies, et cetera, et cetera. But you can also vote on where this deserves. Is it a middle aisle or a dumpster pick? And like, I, th- I feel like that's a good way to go about this. It feels right to me. Does that feel right to you, Fernanda? That that does. It's better okay. than meeting okay. me in the outback by the dumpster, I feel. <laughs> well, that's where you can less- like... <laughs> That's where you campaign. You know what I mean? Like, that's where you're campaigning for it. You're like, listen, I'm in the outback by the dumpster. It's a little sketchy. It's fine. But, like, listen to my case, you know, and I'm just sitting by the dumpster. I'm like, it belongs in here. So, like, both of us are able to have our platform, you know? Nothing illicit there. We just hang out, have beers, eat peanut butter, and I convince you (laughs) to like piranha. (laughs) Totally normal. I feel like the drugs are less suspicious than that. They are usually yeah. like a little less inconspicuous. Than I feel like the FBI would be like, oh, dude, if you were selling drugs, that would have been like one thing. But this is just next level weird. <laughs> yeah. They're but very yeah. upset with you. I love I love it. I love our solution. And like, I think Paul and you really, really came up with a good way of us solving this conundrum. Yeah, it's, it's all Paul. Thank you, Paul, for for figuring these things out for us while we. Well, we have our our discussions. Much appreciated. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so much. Uh, please do vote. Fanbyte.casa. Go to our uh, our chat, and you love to see it. And uh, go ahead and vote. We'll have that up uh, the day the episode comes out. So that's what we have for you this week. Thank you so much to my co-host for joining me. Thank you at home for listening. Thank you to our producer Paul Wild Wild Girl Tamayo uh, for all the help in making this show not only not suck but also kind of rule and also give us really good ideas for when, you know, we have a tie at the end. Uh, We hope you come back to your friendly neighborhood video store next week where we will be diving into the existential sci-fi delights of Sphere. That is the, I think, 1998 uh, Michael Crichton novel adaptation of Sphere. It's uh, it's an interesting one. If you would like to show us some support, you can do so by rating and reviewing our show on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app that you use. It's a new year, so we'd love to see some new reviews. Uh, Maybe next week. That'd be cool. Maybe we'll even read it on the show. That would also be cool. Uh, And it really does go a long way in spreading the word about the show. If you know any other movie buffs in your life, you know, people who enjoy any kind of movie or screen-based entertainment, please tell them about the show, too. Until then, we would absolutely love for you to join our movie club 
come by fanbyte.casa and join the You Love to See It channel for news and updates and discussion and special events. We want to hear from you, so come on by. We want to hear you vote on whether Piranha 3D deserves the dumpster or the middle aisle. Please do come on down and, and hang out with us. <gasps> vote no. <laughs> no. I'm open. To, I'm open to being wrong, or or I'm open to the vote not being what I want it to be. So like we're we're all right in our own ways, and we I'm are, open to right. whatever it is. You know. <laughs> you can also what matters uh, find is out. the friends we made along the way. Exactly, exactly. This is <laughs> that's beautiful, and I truly believe in that. So here we are, and we're swimming. <laughs> we're swimming right along uh, together, beautifully as divers. We did our, our predator handshake. We are going in separate ways, but we had our moment, and it was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> you can also, uh, dear listeners, of course, go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, Instagram at Fanbyte, TikTok on Fanbyte, and of course on fanbyte.com. And you can watch all of our streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Fernanda, where can people find you on Twitter? They can find me on Twitter at nandapraches underscore that's n-a-n-d-a-p-r-a-t-s underscore and i'm also on instagram at just nandapraches without the underscore nice that is awesome you can follow our producer paul tamayo at Polly mayo you can follow me at danielle ri thanks y'all so very much for joining us today in our our rousing discussion i would say for <laughs> uh, 3d come back next week for sphere and come on by fanbite.casa to vote on uh, the very important matter of where this movie should be in our incredible video store. I don't know why I did that voice, but it did. <laughs> Until it. next it time. <laughs> Thank you. That was my, uh, that was my, hey, I don't know, video store voice. We'll <laughs> <laughs> workshop it, but I feel like we're, <laughs> I like, I like the general direction. Now. <laughs> uh, now I'm laughing. Uh, <laughs> Until next time, you'll love to see it. <laughs>